0: Well, oh, good, morning. good morning. God's good all the time, isn't he? Amen. And all the time, God is good. Uh, Kennedy, you got a song to sing? <laughs>
1: okay. uh, maybe you did. brought a smile. Yeah.
0: We took their pictures of it. They're at uh, preschool. She has a few friends. They all had smiles when they got up there and did their pictures, though. They were bold. They weren't shy, that's for sure. God is good, and I thank God for the little ones. You know what? Amen. It, that's what it's, it's great to, to hear her voice. It is. Laughter. It is. It's fun. And fun. Uh,
1: Amen.
0: She might be playing the piano up here and singing sometimes, so the piano amen so uh god is good all the time and all the time he's good and you got to remember that god cannot lie titus 1 2 he's the same yesterday today and forever and he does not change and i know you guys have heard that before but it's good to hear it again isn't it Mm -hmm. that he's on our side Mm -hmm. we're not alone we're not alone when we sometimes think we're alone we're not alone and uh, you that live alone, you're not alone. You've got Jesus. I would truly suggest the most powerful thing I've, I've seen for myself is to take music and play that music 24-7 in your house. And I mean Christian music. And just let it, let it, it doesn't have to be blaring, just at a low, low tone and keep it playing. It just changes things. Changes the atmosphere of stuff. And I like that. Um, sometimes I find my un- mine unplugged, and it's not my wife, it's my daughter. She goes, unplugs <laughs> it. Uh, Bill come over to my mother's house, uh, Diane's husband, and he goes, uh, and she plays these songs over and over. You know, they sing over and over. But if you don't get it, all the songs, it'll just hit one song. And it'll play that one song over and over. And he goes, do you know she's playing the same song
1: over and over and over?
0: I said, yeah, she gets it in her head that way it never leaves. And he's like, could we play something else? <laughs> so sometimes you got to get on that cue and change the CDs out a little bit. Uh, that helps. But I want to talk a little bit this morning Uh, I'm going to pray, and Holy Spirit, we just ask that you come into this place in manifestation and demonstration, and we know you're already here. We thank you for showing up, and we thank you for everything you're doing, everything you've done, Father God, we thank you, and give you all the glory and the praise and the honor. You're worthy, Father God, and I thank you that I'm here preaching your word for your glory and for your honor, that this will go forth. And men and women, boys and girls, will pick this up and run with it and be a mighty, mighty warriors for you, Father God. And we all in this congregation love you and ask that you come into this place in your manifestation and demonstration and revelation of your word so that we can understand it and we can apply it to our lives. In Jesus' name, amen? Amen. 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 It's his word, and you know, we worship him in word and spirit, but it's the word. I just turned to this in my Bible. I'm going to read this. It's in First Thessalonians uh, chapter 5, verse 16. It says, Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Even when you're going through trials and tribulations, thank Him. Praise Him for it. Give Him all the glory. Say, I thank you, Father God. This isn't forever. I thank you, Lord, in this. And quench not the Spirit. Don't quench the Spirit of God that, that, you, that lives inside of you, those that have received Jesus Christ as their Savior. You've got that Spirit inside of you. You don't want to quench that. That's the one that helps you. Amen? And it says, despise not prophesying, which is preaching, you know, telling people about Jesus. Tell people about Jesus. Of course you might be, the door might be shut on your face. You might be told to get out. Uh, prove all things. Hold fast that which is good. Uh, people have been kind to me because I'm a pastor, but before I was a pastor when I would talk about Jesus, they didn't want to hear it. They said, I don't want to hear that. You know? And still some today would say, you know, that's just not where I want to go. I said, well, someday you will and here's my card and when you do give me a call but I still love you where you're at you know I don't have to prove anything it's the word that proves the word amen all we're to do is let people know about it and don't be scared of people Uh, and you might think well I'm not the best person to I don't know why I'm going this way but I'm going to go this way a little bit okay I'm not the best person to give this message you ever heard that or I just don't think that I'm the, I am what God would want even though you're saved you feel like you're inadequate is what I'm trying to say can I tell you you're not can I tell you that it just takes repentance in the blood you're not he loves you You're. you're who's perfect in here raise their hands I can't even raise mine because I'm not but the only way I am perfect is through Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen? That's what makes me perfect. And it's in his righteousness, not my righteousness. So just remember that when you're, when you're going forth of who you truly are in him. Amen? Amen? And you have to use wisdom. You know, You use wisdom. Don't just... And I think all of you do, you wouldn't be here. Amen? Well, I want to put this forth. Put your faith to work. You know, put your faith to work. We've talked a little bit about faith, but I've, I've not talked a lot about it lately, have I? Uh, but put your faith to work. In uh, Luke 17, 3 and 5, if you'll turn there. And if you're born again, you've already been given all the faith you'll ever need. If you've received Jesus... You've been given all the faith you'll ever need. You're not getting any more, any less. You've been given it all. I'm giving you guys time to get there. Luke chapter 17, 3 through 5. It says, "Take take heed to yourselves. If thy brother trespasses against thee, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. And if he trespasses against thee seven times in a day, and seven seven times in a day turn again to thee and say, I repent, thou shalt forgive him. And the apostle said unto the Lord, Increase our faith. Increase our faith. You know why I'm doing this? Sometimes we can get into fear, can't we? Fear and faith are like oil and water. They don't go together. And whenever I'm in fear, I repent quickly and I get back in faith. Do we all get in fear? Yeah, we all do. At some point in time in our lives, we get that way. But repent quickly when you do and get back with God, amen? It says faith certainly applies to your crisis, but you need faith for the people you live and work with day in and day out, all week long guys know this it's not just for you it's to be around people sometimes that aren't so lovely right and you have to have faith to love them you know and it takes effort it's not easy no one's name in here is Debbie right you ever heard the Debbie Downer thing don't be a Debbie Downer you ever get around people that are just down all the time and you're like wow this is just sucking the life out of me But see, your faith should be able to build them up. They should be able to see you as being a light and not get down, amen? And then they want to be around you more. And you're going, okay, I need more word, And you get around them. And then that builds them up. And then pretty soon they're going, yeah, I believe the same thing. And then all of a sudden they're on a, they're on ready to fire up for God. But that's what we are. We're a light unto the world. It takes faith to always unconditionally love and forgive your co-workers, your spouse amen, I didn't hear any amens out there whatsoever about your spouse to love your spouses your children, your parents and your neighbors you guys, everything's hunky dory isn't it everything's just perfect no? but that's what it takes it takes faith, unconditional that's what marriage is all about also marriage no matter what it is you go through things but you go through them amen and i thank god for my wife she's a blessing she is truly a blessing to me and i thank god for that in luke 17 6 since we're already there if ye had faith as a grain as mustard seed you might say into this sycamore tree be thou plucked up and be rooted and be thou planted in the sea and it shall obey you It should obey you. What the Lord was telling them was, guys, you don't need more faith. You don't have a faith problem. You just aren't using the faith we've already got. We're not using it. We're not applying it to our lives. We're not seeing it. We're not trusting in what that word says, truly says. We we think we are, but we're not because if you are you don't ma- you don't it doesn't matter what goes on you're going to you're going to stand in that faith you already possess you already possess the same amount of quality of faith Jesus had when he physically walked on this earth what we need to do is use it and apply the word to our life i mean apply that word to your life every day I've got a book here, um, Charles Caps. I talked a little bit about it last week. It's called the uh, uh, Gospel Pills. It says, To be spoken by mouth three times a day until faith comes. Then once a day to maintain faith if circumstances grow worse. Double the doses. There are no harmful side effects. How do you guys like that? And that works. I've taken this book and sit there and read this book, and it says, Jesus is the Lord of my life. Sickness and disease has no power over me. I am forgiven and free from sin and guilt. I am dead to sin and alive unto righteousness. Colossians 1, and 22. The next one would be in Matthew six twelve and Romans 5, 5. It says, I am free from unforgiveness and strife. I forgive others as Christ has forgiven me. For the love of God is shed abroad in my heart by the Holy Ghost. It's powerful, isn't it? See, that's putting me in the Word. It's putting me in the Word. Notice that, it's putting me in the Word. This one I really like, and I've got to tell you this one. It's Matthew 11:23 23 and John 6, 63. It says, and this is putting me in that Word. I've got to put me in it. So it's a, That which God has not planted is dissolved and rooted out of my body in Jesus' name. 1 Peter 2.24 is engrafted into every fiber of my being, and I'm alive with the life of God. You guys have seen this book because I've given it to several of you. But that, it's rooted out. It can't stay. It has no right. And that's what faith is. Faith, faith that is that shield of faith. When, when he comes at you, which he will, and tries to put things on you, it's not allowed. Because you're, you're, you belong. Did you not die with Christ when you received him? Did you not get baptized? And when you got baptized, you know what that represents? You died into this world, and when you come out, you live unto Christ. This world doesn't own you anymore. Are you in it and walking in it? Yeah. Is things going to happen? Yeah. But you've got the word to overcome remember Revelations 12 11 uh, they overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony and love not their lives unto death he just knew that he's, he's a good God in Luke 17 Luke 17 7 through 10 it says uh, Jesus immediately launched into a parable to illustrate his meaning right here this is what he illustrated, but which of you, having a servant ploughing or feeding cattle, will say unto him, by and by when he is come from the field, go and sit down to me, and will not rather say unto him, Make ready wherewith I am sunk, and gird thyself and serve me till I have eaten and drinken, and afterward thou shalt eat and drink, doeth he." Think that servants, because he did the things that were commanded him, I trow not. That word is Old English, and it says, I didn't think so. Or, that's not how it works. So likewise ye, when ye shall have done all these things which are commanded you, say, we are unprofitable servants. We have done that, which was our duty to do. Um, Jesus was saying, you need to use the faith you've already gotten. Even if it's only as big as a mustard seed, it's enough to cast a tree into the sea." Can you imagine saying, you know, I just believe possibly that's possible won't work, will it? Well, if you believe something strong enough, you know what's going to happen, right? And how many of you see people say, you know, I've got this or I've got that? I would say, I've got Jesus. What do you got? You know, sort of like that Red Rover, Red Rover, why don't you come over? Well, what you got? I got Jesus. And this one might say, well, I got this. Well, I got Jesus. I got this, I got healing. I got this, I got prosperity. Amen? Speak those things forth. It's powerful. You know, I think farmers are some of the, far- the ones that have the most faith. Honestly. And why I say that is they, they take a massive amount of money and put it into the ground and believing for an increase. and that seed somehow operates in the way that it should operate because of their belief of knowing that it's gonna happen. For instance, I'll give you this. On my truck, one of the bolts were broke and it was they were broke from the factory on the intake manifold on the bottom. And it was probably the robot torqued it too much and broke it off because it was broke off way before it didn't just break off it was broke off from the factory and if it if the nut would have been on there it would have i wouldn't have had to drill it out it would have been easy it would have came out but that nut wasn't on there so water got up in there swelled it and got it stuck up in the aluminum head so it had to be drilled out but in this I knew that it was a new engine, and by being a newer engine, I thought, well, when I take this off, these other bolts will not break, but see, my thought pattern was that these other bolts won't break because it's a new engine, and you know, when we started that, none of the bolts broke except the one that was already broke, so we got it off, very easy, but see, I believed it. Now, if I would have said, I'll bet three or four break when we're doing this, then guess what James would be doing? Drilling holes out and retapping and putting new bolts in. It's just like a farmer. When he plants that corn, do you think he thinks, well, you know, I'm just not for sure if it's going to come up, honey. It might. But, oh, well. You know, if a farmer knew that it wasn't going to come up, would he plant it? No. That's just like the seeds we're talking about. And the the size of a mustard seed, that's all the faith we need. That's all we need. It's amazing. So faith should be put to work, not pampered. It shouldn't be pampered. It should be put to work. You should be applying your faith everywhere you go. Whatever you do, you should be applying that faith and putting it forth and not saying it might happen or it could happen. You know what's going to happen. You believe it. More than anything else. How would you like me to pray for you guys? Well, I just hope that they're okay. I hope they make it through this surgery, God. I'm praying for them, Lord. I just believe by your word, by his stripes, they're healed. And I hope they make it. I'd say, quit praying for me, Pastor. I'd say, are you going to believe with me? We in this together, are we not? Amen? And that's what it takes, is to apply that faith and believe and knowing that God's going to you're going to get a good result some say well what's it matter they go to heaven anyway that's what some say I've heard it and I'm like well I don't want them praying for me do you guys want a church that's praying for you that believes with you and is standing on the word and saying this is what you're going to get we thank God for the doctors we thank God for the good doctor that's looking at you and that he'll, his hands will be studied when he goes through that surgery. Amen? Amen? Wherever your belief is is where I'll come in and I'll agree with you and we'll see it come to pass. Some people can believe that God will just heal them and they're healed. I've seen it. I've seen people completely healed of things. Completely healed of them. Didn't ever have to ever, ever have surgery. Now, I don't know if this ever happened. you remember Kathy Myers? Remember her back? Mm-hmm. I was praying for Chris's back, matter of fact, and the Lord said, hey, there's more people out here with back problems. And then I started praying for him. Kathy sat down, and she stood back up, and she said, my, my legs are not numb. I remember it. I didn't ask her to stand up. I was about ready to preach. They just started standing up. But... She, she didn't have back surgery. I think she was planning to have it the next day. Yeah. But see, that's what God does. He'll meet us where we're at. And then if you have to go through surgery, that's not a sin. Mm-hmm. Let's believe God that a good result. Chris Amen. Amen. went through surgery victoriously. Right. Amen? Amen? Yeah. He spoke it forth. And that's what came to pass. Glory to God. Amen. This is what it takes, is that faith. And a a lot of us are ignorant of what faith we already have. You don't doubt that faith works. You just don't believe you have the qualifications or the quality of faith you need sometimes. Sometimes you think, well, you know, I'm just not for sure if this will work for me or not. Why? why? What I would ask is, why will it not work for you? If it works for this, well, you're a pastor and it'll, it'll work. No, it works the same way. Everywhere it works the same way. Matter of fact, I'm just going to be honest with you, you're going to have faith in something. Your faith's going to be working in something out there in the world or something for the kingdom of God. One or the other. You can't just go through life and say, Well, because if you didn't have faith, you wouldn't be here this morning. You had faith that you could get here this morning. You had faith that you had the ability, the strength to get here this morning and be here. That took faith. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. Amen? And now, by being here, guess what happens? You get blessed. And you're going to be blessed because you did it unto God, not unto man. And God will bless you. It says assemble yourselves one with another. That's what the Bible says. That's what you've done. So start putting your faith to work the way a boss... I don't know if I'm saying this right, politically, or, but it's just me and my... My, my words, would put his employees to work. It's not a matter of not having the employees. It's a matter of not using what you've got. So if you're a boss or you've got a business and you have employees, but you're not putting them to work the way you should and your business fails, whose, whose problem is that? It's yours, isn't it? See, you have that ability. It's there. Are you using it? Are you using the employees the way that you should? To be effective for your business. Am I saying this right? Does it sound right or does it? (laughs) Okay, because if you're not, you're not going to succeed. That's the same way faith is. Are you applying it? Are you using it? Because see, you're in charge of your faith. You are. No one else It's your responsibility Just like if you had employees Similar concept You don't doubt That faith works You just don't believe You have the quality Or the uh, quantity of faith You need sometimes You don't doubt To have a faith problem Sometimes we have a knowledge problem of what we have faith in. Sometimes I've heard people say. Yeah I've got faith. But what's the faith in? First Peter 2.24. By his stripes I am healed and made whole. Sickness and disease has no right upon me. Right? That doesn't mean that I go out. And I eat a bunch of donuts. And eat ice cream. And I sit on the couch. And I don't do anything. The results of that. That's my. I'm not doing the right thing, healthy-wise, health-wise. But, you know, I believe if that's all I had was donuts and ice cream, that's all I had available to me. There was no other thing available to me. There's no meat. There's no other things. I believe I'd be fine in
1: Jesus' name. I really do.
0: And if that's what it would be, that's what I'd want is donuts and ice cream. Amen so it'd be a lot better than eating grass. I mean, we can think the other way. What if you just had grass? You know, we've got a lot of grass out there. Have you ever heard of anyone dying from eating grass? You can eat grass. Was it Nebuchadnezzar for seven years ate grass? Seven years eating grass. (laughs) well think about it if things get bad you can go to your neighbor's yard and cut some grass and eat it you'll be coming to my house (laughs) donuts and ice cream you'll be going I'm going to Bipses they've got donuts and ice cream there not the grass I'll go on Lord Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 and 9 uh, Faith it takes to receive Salvation comes by hearing God's word but here it is In in eight, eight and nine. It says for for by grace Are ye saved through faith And that not of yourselves it is the gift Of God not of works Least any man should boast Faith isn't about your works At all it's nothing About what you do Uh that that it's your works, but it's his works that's in you. And of course it says, and then you'll go to James, you'll say, well, show me your faith, I'll show you my works. Show me your works, I'll show you my faith. Right? So, grace, and what I was trying to say there is, grace is totally different from faith. Grace is unmerited favor. You didn't deserve it, you didn't earn it. Matter of fact, Oh, you want me to find grace for you? Real quick? You guys want me to You guys are looking at me like, no, not really. No, do you guys want me to? Here it is. Is grace is you're given the ability to make a mistake and to repent and get back with him. That's what grace is. You're very fortunate you don't live in the Old Testament. You were dead. You made a mistake. You were a prophet. Messed up. It was over. No second chances. No third chances. That's it. So grace gives us the ability to mess up and to get back with him. That's really what grace is about. And don't we all mess up? You guys are looking at me like some of you do and some of you don't. But you do I know you do. It says here in uh, Romans 10, 14, and 17. This is one of the last ones I'm going to be, besides Romans eleven twenty nine. 29. It says, How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent, as it is written? How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah said, Lord, who hath believed our report? So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. God himself is faithful. And the words he has spoken are faithful. He can't, you can't believe God for salvation without first having God's word bring, someone bringing that word of faith to you. It's hard to believe that without someone telling you about it and believing in that. Therefore, um, hey, is anyone in Romans right now? Or you are? Read Romans chapter 11, verse 29. Yeah. For the gift
1: and calling of God are without
0: repentance. For the gift and calling of God are without repentance. We just aren't using what we have primarily because we don't know we have it. in other words, he's not going to take those gifts away from you. He loves you. He wants the very, very best for you. Now in Luke 17, I'm going to, do you guys care if I ask you a few questions? We'll see if you can answer them. Okay. In Luke 17, 3 and 6, advises us to take heed unto whom? Very good, very very good. I've got some smart people here. Um, What should we do if he repents?
1: Forgive Forgive him. Forgive him.
0: What tree was referred when they said pluck up and throw to into the sea? Oh, you guys are good. You guys like this? Okay. According to Ephesians 2, 8, 9, for by blank are we saved. You guys are good. Amen. That's pretty powerful. We can you imagine what this little church can do? We're not little.
1: No, we're
0: mighty. We are. We're mighty. Isn't that awesome? It's a privilege to be a pastor here. Could you imagine people that didn't know anything? Where where would you be? But see, you got people that you can grab hands with, and you can say, "Let's pray for these people," and things will happen. And notice we don't point fingers and we don't condemn. That's not faith. See, the power of God is moving in this little church, a little bit mighty in it. How many of you seen these little little people, smaller people, not little little people, but? Smaller people, they might not be 10 feet tall, but they're maybe four or five feet tall and they're like power packed. It's like, don't mess with me. You know, have you ever seen those people? It's like, they can be kind and nice, but man, you step on the wrong side of their foot, they're after you and you're going, whoa, where'd that come from? You know what I mean? And it's always the little guy that's sitting over in the corner in in a room that you don't mess with. That when you get upset, he seems he can rip up the whole room, you know? So we're a, we're a viable church. A lot of churches aren't as blessed as we are during this COVID time, I'm telling you. Yeah. They don't have the blessing we do. We're blessed. And I am truly thank you. This is Pastor Appreciation Month, and I, I truly thank you for what a great congregation we have, and we get in contact with people. It's not just me at work. It's all of us at work, isn't it? Because we contact. You guys call people. You talk to people. Amen? That's what it takes. It takes a group effort. Otherwise, we ain't going down the road. If you took a little tiny uh, lawnmower tractor and thought you were going to pull your uh, disc Across your field, is it going to work, Scott? Probably not. No. It's going to take the big big tractor to get that done. More horses. More horsepower. You ever been down to the Amish country? And this is just talking. Down there, when they're baling hay, it's amazing. They use these Belgian horses. And these guys are up on the wagon, and these Belgian horses are pulling the baler, these square balers. No motor on the square baler. And it's four to six Belgium horses that are pulling it and making those bales, and then they put it up on the back of the wagon. It's, it's the most, it's like, wow. And then you talk about horsepowers. How many, what's your engine, the horsepower of your engine? I'm thinking, well, I wonder how they rate that horsepower, myself, this is getting off the subject. But how do they rate the horsepower we got Belgian horses, we got Clydesdale horses, we got quarter horses. Where did they get the horsepower from? Which one? Those <laughs> race
1: horses. The race
0: horses, but they're not very powerful. What they need. They're quick. They, they would be. They would be quick, but they're not. I, I, if I have to plow a field, I don't want a quarter horse or a race horse. I need a. <laughs> I need a Clydesdale. You know the great big Clydesdale that's going to be able to do the work. But I wonder how they rate do you guys ever think of that stuff? I mean, all, when I see that, when I seen them doing it out in the field, that's the first thing coming to my head.
1: I wonder how they rate
0: horsepower in engines. Because they say uh, you know, one horsepower, two horsepower. You've got 30 horsepower. Maybe you got racehorses and then you got your car. It
1: does. Now
0: that's another thing, Natalie. Just threw it into another now you threw me into another mess. You got a tractor that Plows a field. Did they rate that horsepower by the Clydesdale or the quarter horse? How did they do my car? Did they rate that the by? Tractors
1: by Clydesdale, cars by quarter horse. Yeah. Unless it's a, one of those electric cars, then it's no horse. I got this now. We so, never thought about electric.
0: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, electric's changed the whole thing. But it's quite interesting isn't it? it's quite a dog power. <laughs> dog power. Yeah. Well, they got the sleds, the Eskimos that is dog power in. But you look at the quarter horse But I guess getting back to our our faith. What kind of faith? What kind of power do you have?
1: Right.
0: With your power of with your, with your faith, what kind of power do you have? How's it working? How's it working for you? And if you've been doing the same old same old and it's not working, you need to change it out and use his word. His word will always work. And remember this, is find scripture to whatever you're praying for. Mm-hmm. Believe that scripture. Don't say, Lord, if you'll just do this. What do you mean if? That's what the devil always said. If you're the son of God, turn these stones to bread, remember?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's what Satan uses, if. Don't use if. Know that your God's going to do it. By Jesus' stripes, I'm healed and whole. And you can walk out confident. Know that you are. Amen? Amen. And you don't have to go by what you feel or what you see. That's the flesh. You're always going to see that stuff going on. You don't go by what you feel or see. You go by the Word of God. That's working mightily in me. You know? If God said it, we believe it. Amen? And the more and more I come to this conclusion, on um, your seal to the day of redemption, your salvation is precious. How how's a seal get broke? It's hard to break it. Then God seal God seals it, and then there's people that I talk to, and they go, "Well, I I, I hope I'm saved." I said, "Do you not know you're saved?" Well. I hope, yeah, I've received Jesus as my Savior. But you you don't know? How do I go through life not knowing? Not me. I'm saved. I know Jesus. I've received Him as my Savior. He is my Lord and Savior. I love Him. Do you see what I'm saying? You can know. You don't have to guess or wonder if you are. It doesn't take, He loves you and in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 13 and 14 read it sealed to the day of redemption that's what it says so what does that mean? you don't have to worry about your salvation have faith in the word of God have faith in him you'll be there it's by grace all of us would be toast if we didn't have grace you know that? Aren't you, you know, some people keep telling me, and I'm gonna stop this, but some people tell me at the end, they go, boy, I wish I lived back in the olden days. I'm going, I don't. I don't wanna live back in the olden days. I don't even wanna live back in the 1800s. Who'd like to live back in the 1800s? I mean, think about it. You guys have a long, you know, on the horses in the 1800s, come from Tarot down here. You guys have to start like 3 in the morning. Wouldn't that be? I thank God for the luxuries we have today. Mm-hmm. So, we're blessed. And by the way, if you'd like to do that, it's just too bad. You're not going to be able to do that. You're in this this time anyway. Mm-hmm. And this is a great time to live because we're going to see, I believe, great and mighty things move of God. Mm-hmm. And be present. be praying for the President of the United States. Be praying for the elections. Mm-hmm. Be praying that there's no... Uh, violence and you know and I think Lana's going to bring something and show you next week on that but just be praying that's the key that we're supposed to do and walk in love no matter what amen Amen. Amen. and everybody's doing good right well Chris you've got a song I know you do